Barry White, an old school singer of love ballads, has wisdom that we can all definitely champion. Here are his quotes. I made up my mind to make a change in my life when I was 16 years old. We are all gods on this planet. Every man, every woman, I'll include every child and every member of the LGBTQI plus community. We create life. We take life. We control what goes into the sea, whether the fish can live or not. We decide if the trees can grow tall. We decide if the children will eat. We are very powerful beings on the planet Earth. And when I said a self-made God, I meant just what I said. Barry White changed his life. Sure, you're right. People tend to play down, downplay our power. They'll make statements such as, but don't worry about it. This next guy will do it. Or let's ask God above to do it. There's a lot of things that has to change on this planet Earth that only we can change. And until we embrace the fact and face the fact that we are as powerful as we are as beings, we're going to continue to make the mistakes and allow the mistakes to be made for our children, to our adults, to our elderly, to whatever situation you want to talk about. Another Barry White quote is, we are all gods, all forces of nature. We can destroy, we can build. We're like oceans and like fires. So the parts that I put in one of his quotes is after he said embrace the fact I also added face the fact and originally he did not say every child and every member of the LGBTQI plus community I did that to modernize the need for everybody to belong but here's the part where I say what I feel about his quotes. I am in strong agreement with every word he said. And every word he said, I personally live by. And I live by those same words. Every word he said professionally as well. Here's what I wrote. God is within us, not outside of us. God is being within us. God is not outside of us. God is not in the sky. God is not the bearded man. God does not look like Santa Claus. God is not invisible. God is visible based upon our actions of nobility and our statements 
of moral prosperity. Let me explain what I mean. God is in our hearts, our minds, our souls, and all of our life views. Heaven, hell, and purgatory are conscious states of mind, conscious states of heart, and conscious states of soul. I put much more emphasis on the hereafter life than the afterlife. I am heaven in fully human form. I wage, I wage war against hell regardless of classification. What does that mean? I'm talking about hell on earth when I say hell. When I say I'm heaven in fully human form, that means that I don't need to go to the heaven in the afterlife that faith-based people say you have to go to to be angelic. I choose to be angelic now. I'm an angel now in this life. I'm not waiting until I take my last breath to be an angel. I'm going to be an angel now. I converse with the God in me, the Christ in me. The God in me, the Christ in me, means my inner peace, the world peace oozing from me. So when I say God, I say world peace. When I say God, I say inner peace. When I say Christ, I say inner peace. When I say Christ, I say world peace. My self-dialogues that are 24-7 provokes my 24-7 sprouting, blossoming, just like a flower, like any plant, of both my glorious spirit and my wondrous, wondrous flesh. One dress is the word. I read the humanized holy book that I am internally. I am a personalized archangel victorious of demons of situational adversity because the demons are situational themselves. In any case, I am a personalized archangel victorious of demons of adversity. In any case, again, I'm the nucleus of divinity eternity. I I am the nucleus of divinity serenity. What does it mean for me to be these things? I choose to see the concepts of scripture and all the other holy books as I live out those concepts so I don't need the exterior for the interior. All those concepts are interior. Therefore, all those concepts, we should not see them as exterior. They are inwardly you. That's why those concepts are able to be external not because 
we're making anything literal. No, we're not literalizing anything. We are these metaphors. We are these allegorical, metaphysical, figurative language beauties. We are all holy books. Right? Because when I say we're all holy books, when I say all, I'm talking about the vast majority of people. We're all holy books, meaning people read our chapters, our forwards, our introductions, our paragraphs, the plot twists, the breakthroughs, and the breakings of our lives. So the concepts that you read in scripture and all the other holy books, we are those things. Therefore, we should see faith-based concepts as that's what we are within ourselves. So we should stop looking outside of ourselves for these concepts. The concepts are us and we are the concepts. And you don't have to practice any religion to be the concepts. You being a person of neighborliness is all the necessariness to embody in soul these soulful concepts. We are all these things in eternity because of our legacy. And we are all these things in eternity also for this last reason. We are resurrected through our legacy. Just because you weren't resurrected in the body doesn't mean not resurrected at all. You come back through people's memories and stories about you. And to be honest, you never left at all. Because because people think you need to come back in bodily form to truly resurrect it. That is a lie. You always remain because of the mental imprints you put in people's minds. That's how you're resurrected. And some people say, how is that true if you can't cure everything? Resurrection is not about perfection. Resurrection is about the detection of the footprints you left in someone's soul. That's what truly what it means to be resurrected. 
And then I'll say this and, and move forward. Resurrection is about the introspection of you. And if you're a person of affection, then whatever character deficiencies you had, even as a person who's upright, and you can be secular and upright, hmm, then there'll be correction to the imperfections. And that only happens when you experience your essence transcendence. I personally like the science of the mind. I do have science of the mind principles. Science of mind, also referred to as religious science, is the core teaching of the Center for Spiritual Living. Science of mind is a philosophy that integrates spiritual truths with science and physics. Simply put, science of mind teaches the unity of all life. Intentions and ideas flow through a field of consciousness, which actually affects and correct, which actually affects and creates the world around us. This idea is common to most major religions and is supported by the teachings of psychology and quantum physics. In Science of Mind, we believe that the secret to living a successful life is to consciously choose positive and productive thoughts. Put another way, as you think, so you become. It is the intention of the Center for Spiritual Living to use Science of Mind principles as a force for good in our world by transforming personal lives. Center for Spiritual Living is a community that provides spiritual tools to spiritual tools to transform our personal lives and help make the world a better place. At at Center for Spiritual Living, we teach powerful principles for personal and global transformation, honoring all paths to how you define God. I put the how you define God. That is subjective. We honor the subjectives. We help people experience a personal relationship with how you define creator. That is subjective as well. Promote a community of tolerance, understanding, and respect. Provide classes, programs, meditation. Some people, the word is prayer. Some people, the word is conversation. How you define both, that subjective is honor. And advocate a safe spiritual community of like-minded people interested in living a spiritual life. I put my own spin to things so everybody can experience inclusion. Okay, I am also embodying aspects of transcendentalism. I believe in the inherent goodness of people in nature. And I also feel that society and its institutions have corrupted the purity of the individual, right? People are at their best when truly self-reliant and independent. Even though we do need each other, we need help from each other, we need assistance from each other. I'm putting my own spin to this, I love this. And I see divine experience inherent in the everyday 
Um, heaven would be nice. The afterlife heaven, that would be nice. That would be lovely. I focus on the divine experience inherent in every day right now. So I don't have to wait to heaven. Afterlife for heaven to be my reality. Heaven is my reality right now. I think the afterlife heaven would be a a monumentally precious extension. But I am in heaven right now. I am heaven now. I am heavenly now. I'm not going to wait for the afterlife heaven to be those things. I'm those things now. Um... So those are aspects of my transcendentalism. So here are aspects of Zen Buddhism that I live by. Zen is me- sin is meditation. Um, Zen is concerned with what actually is rather than what we think or feel about what is. Zen is concerned with things as they are without trying to... I'll put my spin to it, always interpreting them, right? To be a human being is to be a Buddha. Buddha nature is just another name for human nature, true human nature. Zen Zen is simply to be completely alive, right? Sometimes there are slavery to words. And there, and logic has its limits. But as a Zen person that I am, I try to free my mind from both of those things appropriately, meaning not get um, endangered by both, but to um, be peaceful about both. Um, Zen is big on intuitive understanding, on just getting it, and not so hot on philosophizing everything. I'm putting my spin to it. And the last thing, two last things I'll say are, Zen in its essence is the art of seeing into the nature of one's own being, and it points the way from bondage to freedom, and that the key to Buddhahood and Zen is simply self-knowledge. So those are aspects of Zen Buddhism that I love by. Here are aspects of religious science that I like. Um, we believe that heaven is within us and that we experience it to the degree that we become conscious of it. We believe the ultimate goal of life is to be a complete freedom from all discord of every nature and that this goal is sure to be attained by all. Um, We believe in the individualization of the spirit in us and that all people are individualizations of the one spirit. We believe in our own soul, our own spirit, and our own destiny. For we understand that the life of all is 
however we define God. That's me putting my spin to that. We believe in the eternal goodness, the eternal loving kindness, and the eternal givingness of life to all, however we define it individually. We believe in the control of conditions through the power of this mind. We believe in the healing of the sick through the power of this mind. Um, we, when I say we, meaning people who think like me, so I'm not speaking for everybody, of course. Um, we believe in the eternality, the immortality, and the continuity of the individual soul forever and ever expanding. I will put that word this way. Um, the memorization and remembrance of how one lives this life. There you go. Okay, so I've mentioned that part quite well. I'm a person who believes in the inclusivity of all people. Uh, Those of all classes and abilities, those of all sexual orientations, all gender identities and all sex characteristics, women and men, uh, questioning skeptics, atheists, agnostics, deists, and all secularists, believers, and conventional faith-based people. Um, here are aspects of the eight points of progressive Christianity that I personally live by. We know that the way we behave towards one another is the fullest is the fullest, I'm sorry, we know that the way we behave towards one another is the fullest expression of what we believe and know. Find, we find grace in the search for understanding and believe and know there's more value in questioning than in absolutes. We strive for peace and justice among all people. We strive to protect and restore the integrity of our earth We commit to a path of lifelong learning, compassion, and selfless love. Um, We affirm that the teachings of Jesus provide but one of many ways to experience the sacredness and oneness of life that we can draw from diverse sources of wisdom in our spiritual journey. Spiritual journey means um, the personal evolution that we live by. Soul growth. Um, the ex- the expanded consciousness and the expanded subconscious that we live by. People like me, when I say we again, people like me. The higher consciousness that we live by. The emerging consciousness that we live by. We believe that following the path and teachings of Jesus can lead to an awareness and experience of the sacredness and the oneness and unity of all life. 
I personally live by that. Okay, I, I, I'm a person who is a member of the New Thought Movement. I'm also, it's also called Higher Thought. I'm a higher thoughter. I'm a new thoughter. Here are are my core beliefs. God or infinite intelligence is supreme, universal, and everlasting. Divinity dwells within each person that all people are spiritual beings. The highest spiritual principle is loving one another unconditionally in teaching and healing one another. And our mental states are carried forward into manifestation and become our experience in daily living. Um... And finite intelligence or God is omnipotent and omnipresent. Spirit is the ultimate reality. True human selfhood is divine. Right thinking has a healing effect. Divinely in tune thought is a positive force for good. Um, I think that disease can be mental in origin, but I also think that disease can be uh, genetic in origin and disease can be all the other factors in origin in origin too I think that the ultimate spirit is within us I think that positive thinking does have its place I um, I think personal magnetism does have its place I think creative visualization does have its place affirmations have their place i think that the law of attraction is true but we should not be blaming people for the negativity that happens to them especially if they did not seek it other than that the law of attraction is true uh the life force energy is within us right affirmative prayer that means focus it's a metaphysical technique that is focused on a positive outcome Rather than a negative situation. And you don't have to be religious to do it. Uh, Omnipresent God is within us. Omnipresent or ubiquity is within us. Because our life force energy um, spreads like wildfire to all. Finite intelligence could be how you define God. Or if you want to use a different name. Instead of using God, you want to use a different name. You can use that too. Um, yes, yeah, so my core lifestyles are questioning tradition, accepting human diversity with excitement accepting the entire human diversity with excitement a strong emphasis on social justice and all forms of justice and caring for the poor and all the oppressed and environmental stewardship of the planet earth I have a deep attachment in the centrality of the instruction to love one another 
and I be, and I value promoting values such as compassion, justice, mercy, and tolerance, and all the appropriate ways to do so. And so I live a life of universal Christ consciousness. This means walking humbly through the world with kindness and compassion, loving others, especially when they don't believe what I do, whether they're Islamic, Jewish, atheist, white, gay, or Republican. And perhaps of greatest importance is cultivating a deeper love for the divine, whether I call it Christ, Krishna, Buddha, Allah, Elohim, higher power, divine mother, or God. Um, I don't need a cross, communion, or special hymn to find God because this is what I want to say to us all. God is not a Christian, nor a Jew, Muslim, Hindu. God dwells with us, in us, around us, as us. I also say that God is to us, for us, by us, alongside us. That's what I feel. I love this. A thousand Christ sent to earth would not redeem its people unless they themselves become Christ-like by purifying and expanding their individual consciousness to receive therein the second coming of the Christ consciousness as was manifested in Jesus. Contact with his consciousness, experiencing the ever-new joy of meditation will be the real second coming of Christ, and it will take place right in the devotees' own consciousness. Yogananda said that. When that when asked about Christ's resurrection and second coming, that he never, Yogananda never considered Jesus' literal return to the earth. And that's why he said what he said. Yogananda wrote, Many are the churches and temples founded in his name, often prosperous and powerful. But where is the communion that he stressed? Actual contact with God? Jesus wants temples to be established in human souls first and foremost then established outwardly in physical places of worship. Instead, they are countless huge edifices with vast congregations being indoctrinated in churchianity. But few souls who are really in touch with Christ through deep prayer. But few souls who are really in touch with Christ through deep prayer meditation. Let me see that again. Instead, they are countless huge edifices with vast congregations being indoctrinated in, in churchianity. But few souls 
who are really in touch with Christ through deep prayer and meditation. God consciousness reigns in all hearts. Uh, the royalty of God is within us all. I appreciate those words. I'll read this passage of Radical Hospitality. I'll read two parts. Radical hospitality, radical means out of the ordinary, revolutionary even. So what would it mean to receive someone, a stranger with a presence that was not just polite, but received them with revolutionary generosity? Um, her mother and father made the house welcoming, sometimes too welcoming. It seemed for all kinds of people came through, not just neighbor and friends, but peddlers, professional gamblers, petty thieves, prostitutes, and people we would probably call homeless today. Her mother would set out beautiful china dishes and slices of her homemade pound cake for all of them, especially for the ones just passing through. It was as if she knew that they needed special attention, and besides, she genuinely enjoyed hearing their stories and learning from them. She knew that wisdom came from many sources. Um, activist Rosemary Harden remembers her growing up days in the South. She especially remembers the hospitality of her mother, Ella Lee, and her great-grandmother, Mariah, or Mama Rye. Mama Rye was born in Africa, was a slave in Virginia, and died in 1930 at the age of 107. Both these women cultivated a deep hospitality, Harding says, as well as a profound mystic spirituality. In the years that Harding was growing up, her house was a regular stop for neighbors and relatives and friends. That's who the person I was talking about. I live a life of radical hospitality. I do. Um, I also live a life of radical inclusion. I live a life of... Radical inclusion and the understanding that all the oppressed and all the oppressed, all the entire oppressed human diversity have a right to live. with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I must add that within my own life, I live a life of these principles. I live a life of participation, uh, civic responsibility, 
communal effort, radical self-expression, um, a humble self-reliance, um, being neat and being clean in terms of cleaning up after myself, gifting, um, and leaving no traces of evil. Um, and overcoming barriers that stand between us all that are unnecessary. So those are the values that I live by. Um, I think about how I'm also a new age kind of person. Um, I like this. The first is that the arrival of the New Age was to a heightened spiritual consciousness accompanied by social and personal transformation as demonstrated by the ratification of hunger, sickness, poverty, racism, sexism, and war. The second unifying theme is that individuals can get a foretaste of this enlightenment through personal spiritual transformation, healing, and growth. So those are the aspects of new age that make me consider myself a new ager. I believe in wholeness. Wholeness is... the incorporation of every side that you have but you're appropriate about every side that you do have that's wholeness oneness for me means I love myself I love people I love animals, I love nature I love insects, I love architecture I love Earth, I love the planet Earth, I love life, I love the universe, I love all continents, and I love all islands. I love the I love all creations and I love the entire creation diversity. So I'm a oneness person. I believe that we are um, we are versions and expressions of one another. And that's why I'm a Unitarian Universalist, right? So let me quickly read what that means. In Unitarian Universalism, you can bring your whole self, your full identity, your questioning mind, your expansive heart. By creating meaningful communities that draw from many wisdom, traditions, and more, we're embodying a vision beyond belief, a vision of peace, love, and understanding. We have more than one way of experiencing the world and understanding the sacred. What we call our living tradition draws from six sources of inspiration from scripture to poetry to modern day heroes. How do you experience the world? How do you make meaning? What beliefs and traditions are yours? Explore the links below to learn how Unitarian Universalists weave these traditions and identities into who they are today. 
atheist, an agnostic, Buddhist, Christian, earth-centered, Hindu, humanist, Jewish, Muslim. What unites us? We're united in our broad and inclusive outlook and in our values as expressed in our seven principles. We are united in shared experience, our open and stirring worship services, religious, religious education, and R-I-T-E-S rites of passage, our work for social justice, our quest to include the marginalized, our expressions of love. We are building an action-oriented community bridging races, religions, and creeds with a shared desire to make faith, religion, and spirituality verbs. What we do with our beliefs is important. It's how we walk our talk, how we make our faith real, and how we make our knowledge real. Because you can be faith-based and secular, and you can still be universalist either way. Okay, so yes, many beliefs are welcome. We welcome people with many beliefs. Beliefs and principles. And Unitarian... Okay. Um, I'll read it again. But it'll be new details on this one. In Unitarian Universalism, you can bring your whole self, your full identity, your questioning mind, your expansive heart. Together, we create a force more powerful than one person or one belief system. As Unitarian Universalists, we do not have to check our personal background and beliefs at the door. We join together on a journey that honors everywhere we've been before. Our beliefs are diverse and inclusive. We have no shared creed. Our shared covenant, our seven principles, supports the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. The Unitarianism Universalism were both liberal Christian traditions. This responsible search has led us to embrace diverse teachings from Eastern and Western religions and philosophies. Unitarian Universalists believe more than one thing. We think for ourselves and reflect together about important questions, the existence of a higher power, life and death, and is there afterlife or not? Sacred texts, prayer and spiritual practices. We are united in our broad and inclusive outlook and in our values as expressed in our seven principles. We are united in shared experience, our open and stirring worship services, religious education and rights, our ITES of passage, our work for social justice, our quest to include the marginalized, our expressions of love. Here are the seven principles. As Unitarian Universalist congregations affirm and promote seven principles, which we hold as strong values and moral guides. We live out these principles within a living tradition of wisdom and spirituality, drawn from sources as diverse as science, poetry, scripture, and personal experience. As Reverend Barbara Wells Ten Hove explains, the principles are not dogma or doctrine, but rather a guide for those of us who choose to join and participate in Unitarian Universalist religious communities. First principle, the inherent worth and dignity of every person. Second principle, justice, equity, and compassion in human relations. Third principle, acceptance of one another and encouragement to spiritual growth in our congregations. Fourth principle, a free and responsible search for truth and meaning. Fifth principle, the right of conscience in the use of the democratic process within our congregations and in society at large. Sixth principle, the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. Seventh principle, respect for the interdependent web of all existence of which we are a part. These seven principles and six sources of the Unitarian Universal Association grew out of the grassroots of our communities and were affirmed democratically and are part of who we are. Read them as they are written in our union. A by law.
Cosmos. Sources of our living tradition, right? Here we go. Unitarian Universalist congregations affirm and promote seven principles which we hold as strong values and moral guides. We live out these principles within a living tradition of wisdom and spirituality drawn from sources as diverse as science, poetry, scripture, and personal experience. These are the six sources our congregations affirm and promote. Direct experience of that transcending mystery and wonder affirmed in all cultures which moves us to a renewal of the spirit and openness to the forces which create and uphold life. Words and deeds of prophetic people which challenge us to confront powers and structures of evil with justice, compassion, and the transforming power of love. Wisdom from the world's religions which inspires in our ethical and spiritual life. Jewish and Christian teachings which calls us to respond to God's love by loving our neighbors as ourselves. Humanist teachings which which counsel us to heed the guidance of reason and the results of science and warn us against idolatries of the mind and spirit. Spiritual teachings of earth-centered spiritual teachings of earth-centered traditions which celebrate the sacred circle of life and instruct us to live in harmony with the rhythms of nature. Reverend Kathleen Rowland says, throughout our history we have moved to the rhythms of mystery and wonder, prophecy, wisdom, teachings from ancient and modern sources and nature herself. We are Unitarian Universalists. We are brave, curious, and compassionate thinkers and doers. We are diverse in faith, ethnicity, knowledge, history, and spirituality, but aligned in our desire to make a difference for the good. We have a track record of standing on the side of love, justice, and peace. We have radical roots and a history as self-motivated spiritual people. We think for ourselves and recognize that life experience influences our beliefs more than anything. We need not think alike to love alike. We are people of many beliefs and backgrounds. People with a religious background, people with none, people who believe in a God, people who don't, and people who let the mystery be. We are Unitarian Universalists and Buddhists. Christian, Hindu, Humanist, Jewish, Muslim, Pagan, Atheist, and Agnostic, Believers in God, and more. On the forefront of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, and let's include the straight allies. Inclusion for more than 40 years, we are people of all sexual orientations, all gender identities, and all sex characteristics. We seek to welcome you, your whole self, with all your truths and your doubts, your worries and your hopes. Join us on this extraordinary adventure of faith and knowledge. By the way, we're pro-science, pro-logic, pro-reason, pro-rationality. And we are anti-bullshit people. Basically, we're people of all backgrounds. We are people of all ethnic, racial, and cultural backgrounds. We're people of all beliefs and faith traditions. We are people of all ages. That's who we are. Um, So. I 
recognize that I started learning my Unitarian Universalism in college and grew all the way into it this year. Um, This is how I feel. I like these beliefs, though. Most Unitarian Universalist Christians believe in God, but not the traditional God is Trinity that most Christian churches promote. The the UU Christian God is all loving as our Universalist forebears taught and a unity as our Unitarian forebears taught. This God is too big to be contained in one person, one book, one tradition, or one time in history. The UU Christians, Jesus is an inspiration and his teachings are profound. He possesses a divine spark that is born in all of us and can be cultivated our whole lives long. I personally subscribe to those words that I just read to you. I, this is what, this is what I truly feel. So much has shifted systems, gender roles, empires, traditions, race relations, religions, technology, etc. I believe that the same spirit that led most of the writers is leading us so we don't have to fear or feel rudderless. In the New Testament, Jesus interprets the law with fresh revelation. There was no New Testament for the followers of the way, but many of them were faithful unto death. They were writing our scripture with their lives and experiences, so are we. Writing, living, evolving theology for those who will come after us. I believe we know the God of the Bible, and we can trust the God beyond the Bible. No book can hold the greatness and full revelation of God. I am often asked to clarify my relationship to the Bible or the gathered group of books, stories, experiences, songs, and promises that make up our most common canon. I read and reflect on our Bible daily. I also believe we can receive revelation for our time beyond what the writers of the Bible imagined possible. Those are the words of Bishop Yvette A. Flunder, who is a same-gender-loving bishop who is married to Shirley Miller. And she has an organization called the Fellowship of Affirming Ministries towards a theology of radical inclusivity, right? So that's what that means. The overriding purpose of the Fellowship of Affirming Ministries is to support religious leaders and laity moving toward a theology of radical inclusivity, which by its very nature requires an equally radical social ministry reaching to the furthest margins of society to serve all in need without prejudice or discrimination. The more specific goals of the fellowship are to create a safe environment where all can assemble in order to one, develop a safe space for personal authenticity and open honest exchange, two, adopt a more inclusive theology, and three, create a network of collaborative support and practical guidance to prevent isolation and loss, both financially and socially, which typically haunt leaders in their churches as they become more radically inclusive. So that's what our organization is about. So I'm open to a higher power, whoever, whatever they or that may be. Um, I have mysticism within me. Mystic- mysticism is popular as becoming one with God or the absolute 
people may refer to any kind of ecstasy or altered state of consciousness, which is given a religious or spiritual or faith-based or pious or secular or logical or rational or reasonable or sensible meanings. I put my spins to it. It may also refer to the attainment of insight and ultimate or hidden truths and to human transformation supported by various practice and experiences. So I'm a mystic. I am. Um, this is how, this is the best way to describe my thoughts on Jesus. Um, As a Unitarian Universalist, I love reading the Gospels and witnessing the method Jesus would use to guide people to answers rather than simply giving them the answers. I connected Jesus as a person who wanted to fix the problems he saw in his faith community and society to build a community that he knew was possible rather than simply go through the motions of everyday life. It's in my de-deification of Jesus that I could reconnect with the story that I could reconnect with the story trading Messiah for mentor that was Reverend Scott McNeil Bull Run Unitarian Universalist Manassas, Virginia. Um, let's see. I think of G. Um, you use may view Jesus as a moral exemplar, practicing the compassion, generosity, and mercy that he preached in his own life and the stories like the Good Shepherd and the Good Samaritan, Jesus calls us to connect, to transcend pride and selfishness, and Jesus instead to love and serve, to do good, to care for each other. Um, others view Jesus as a reformer and destined and underdog and ally. He was executed as a political criminal because of his teachings, but his life made an impact then and now. He called out injustice in his own community and in the government. He stood with and spoke up for the most vulnerable, and he challenged his philosophers to feed the hungry and visit, and visit the imprisoned. Jesus calls us to transform, to resist the unjust systems that divide us and reshape them for good. So those are my thoughts on Jesus. Um, was he resurrected? That's the same question I'm asking. I don't know. I'm open to it. Um, is he the son of God, the Christ, the Messiah? That's the same question I'm asking. I don't know. I'm open to it. Is God real? That's the same question I'm asking. I don't know. I'm open to it. Um... Did Jesus historically exist? I think so, but is everything about Jesus in scripture accurate about his real life? I am on a quest to figure that out because The information is so beyond my comprehension that all I can do is continue to research. There's no answer I can give. I don't know. I'm open to it. That's all I can say. Um, I am a humanist, Unitarian Universalist, 
I'm an agnostic Unitarian Universalist. Even though I have sprinkles of Christian Unitarian Universalism within me, and I do have uh, Unitarian Universalist views of Jesus, each and every perspective about Jesus from the Unitarian Universalist perspective are sprinkled within my Unitarian Universalism too. Um, Yes, so that's the best way to describe my views on religion. Um, And I must say this before I go. I think that overall I've enjoyed sharing all my uh, views on religion, faith, and spirituality. Um, There... I mean, the best way to put it, I'm a person of spiritualized humanism. I take the good of each religion, faith, and spirituality, and secularism, and make it my humanist spirituality. What does that mean? I take wisdom from all sources and make them my personalized, humanized wisdom. So that's how I think. And I enjoy thinking that way. So I am for the civil rights, the political rights, the human rights, the economic rights, the social rights, and the cultural rights of people of all religions, all faiths, and all spiritualities. And I am for I am for the civil rights, the political rights, the human rights, the economic rights, the social rights, and the cultural rights of all secular people. I am a member of the secular community. I'm a member of the secular family. I'm a member of the secular black conscious community. I'm a member of the secular conscious community. I am secular. I am irreligious. I am non-religious. I belong to no religion and here's my last roomy quote anyone in love will have no religion so I don't understand where, you know, denominations and religions condemning each other to hell. You can't go to this house of worship. I hate all that. But here's my closing thoughts. In people's religions, there's more than one religion has their own version of hell. So if you don't pick a religion, you are condemned to someone's eternal hell. And if you don't believe in the other religions, God or gods, you're an atheist to that person's 
religion according to them. So no matter what religion you practice, you're an atheist in someone's religion and you are eternally hellbound in someone's religion. That's another reason why I have no religion. My religion is compassionate love and compassionate love is my religion. And so those are my parting words to you all. Thank you so much.